Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, my knee didn't swell up. Oh, good. Yeah, so that means this is way better. Mm-hmm. I was worried. I wasn't. I never was. I just took it so easy on the way back because I knew that if I didn't, it would. I would have reason to be worried. I got a comment on your growth as a, as an adult, as a human being, that we were all equal on sprints on that ride. Uh-huh. We all had won three, even though technically was the one I won really a sprint. Uh, it was well, uh, it. mine was a cheap one because I knew it was around the corner from Duh. the stop sign. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> so. Really... Uh, so we all so that when then we all had one. Yeah. And then it was we had that one on that downhill stretch coming back into town, and I was like, "Here it is!" And Jax is going to blow his knee out because he's going to be like, "Fuck it, I gotta go." Yeah. Well, I was like, new. I'm an adult. Did you think now. about it just for a second? I was right on the wheel. Mm-hmm. I was, which which made me really happy that it was uh-huh. able to on his. Yeah, which was made me happy that I could at least do that. Uh-huh. You know. Um, but then when you win, I was like. No reason. I was like, trying to take a page out of Sean Kelly's book where he said if you have to lead out a, a sprint, you just go faster and faster and faster and yep. faster and faster yep. until people hopefully spin out by the time you get to the line. Yeah. But Paul sprinted around me like I was going backwards. That's because I got like a 55, <laughs> 11 in the back. <laughs> I have a 55. <laughs> it's a 53. I do Is have it? a 55 with my do TT. Do you really? Mm-hmm. I just want to own one of those just to. Show it to people. Fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. And then take it off and use it for a dinner plate. Yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing else I'd be like, oh, it just hurts yeah. to look at it. Oh, I should probably start that. Oh yeah. Start oh the podcast. yeah. Um, I we were I decided for the theme music we're going not for the theme music but for the commercial music we're gonna do this because it's it's kind of a summer feel, right? Did we go with that? Yeah. All right. So before we begin, it's time to officially kick off summer. You guys, as you know, we here at the Packville are only endorsed products and services we truly believe in. We use them, we enjoy their services, and so on. And so with this in mind, let's make this the ground announcement. I want to let everybody know that starting today, the Packfiller's Gooder Summer has begun. We have been given a specific amount of discount codes just for you, our friends at the Pack Filler, for 15% off your purchase. If you take into account that Gooders are already the most affordable quality eyewear out there, that makes it even better of a deal. Use the code PACKFILLER15. I'm announcing it there. PACKFILLER15 to get your discount on the non-slip polarized stylish shades both on and off the bike. Make sure to use it wisely, though, because I think it's just one per, per email order. account. So you basically create like 300 emails. But that's, <laughs> I'm not giving you a way to cheat. But uh, so, you know, order multiple pair or something yeah. like that. And then you get 15% off the, that purchase and you're good to go. So there you go. So the Packville is good or summer starts today. 
I would fade out the audio, but I am too lazy. And now let's start the show. Was this music good or was it cheesy? It worked. Yeah. Really? Yep. You guys going to get sick of it for like three months? Well, if you ran like, if you did two more like sponsors reads, yeah. I'd probably reach over the table and turn it off. But yeah, it okay. was just, just. Yeah. Well, that's just yeah. because for the summer, we're going to start yeah, yeah. with just Pack Killers Good yeah. Summer. So. I like it. And my name, I came up with the Pack Killers Gooder Summer. Like Good Summer, mm-hmm. but it's Gooder. gooder. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're a man down, but that just means the sound of two less beers opening in the background. <laughs> Not to mention uh, Jack's brilliant insight into the world of cycling. So welcome to Life on Two Wheels. Welcome to the Pack Filler Cycling Podcast. Live from the Rim Break Bar, nestled in the Arrive Studios. Without the fridge, I personally carried out on my back by myself. I am an idiot. <laughs> Did I wait for my son and wife to come home? No, I carried it out by myself. And if you know what the entrance to this area looks like, you know that that was even more stupid because there's a a stone wall about knee high that I had to actually get it over. And this is an old... Anyway, I'm Pat Bulger. So let's check in with the gang, shall we? Guys, when I introduce you, please, please, please respond with what you feel is a proper hamburger. Toppings. Maybe bun, things like that. I don't come up with these. They're sent to me, I promise. Uh, First in here, he's very likely one of the last true card-carrying Sep Van Marka fam club members, (laughs) Mr. Paul Main. (laughs) That was good. Uh, You see, burger, it has to be premium burger. I don't like slop. I like, like... Like lean, super lean. No, I I want grade-wise. I want choice, prime. Okay. I mean, even if it's just meat, I want quality. Wagyu or Wagyu beef, uh, whatever the fuck that is. That's like a, that's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Okay. But, and then you have to have, like, I love Tillamook cheddar cheese. If you're from the Pacific Northwest, that's the best Mm -hmm. cheddar cheese around. Sharp? I like sharp. But on my burgers, I like medium. Okay. Yeah. Uh, A nice, fresh, garden-ripe tomato. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And romaine lettuce. <laughs> yeah, you, I didn't realize when this question was yeah, going to go. Yeah. And, Fuck, this is serious. And it serious. has to be a, a German mustard. German mustard. Oh, mm-hmm. Not That's not it. like the stone ground kind of like a, a not good... Not stone ground. Uh, There's a kind of... Kind of it's close to... Kind of, yeah, kind of it, it's Dijon close to a Dijon. Okay. Mm-hmm. No ketchup. No. No. Okay. That's it. What kind of bun? Did we it, say it, bun? I, I do. I would like Plenty a quality bun. bun. Um... I would like actually a Kaiser roll. No, oh, oh, use a Kaiser roll. Fuck, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. I know. Uh, second, he's very likely the happiest bike racing fan outside of the Sagan entourage <laughs> today, Mr. Jackson Bulger. We're gonna get to it. Yeah. Nice shirt. Thanks. By the way. It was planned. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna <laughs> zoom in on you. that shirt for uh, everybody. Just rub my yeah. Chest, How come he's like got a chin, a gin blossom nose? I don't know. That was the. It's a caricature. All right. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe he drinks a lot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. Peter's the big drinker. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe there, they did the drawing you. after his first or second COVID positive. I don't know. <laughs> he does, really. And it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a gray beard on that thing. Well. It's thread and spoke, right? Yeah. This is kind of an old shirt. Yeah. I have to keep, oh, yeah. the, I have to keep the 
over shirt on because this shirt is worn so many times that the pit stains are pretty bad. Oh. I mean, did I get you the other one though, where his his curly hair is the world champion? Yeah, that's stripes? a really cool one too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm threading that one was still dirty, too. so he got that one. Well, the other yeah. one also has pit stains too. Uh, does, does it? Oh yeah, well. It does. Um, my favorite. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I have to get more. <laughs> um, burger, 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 burger. I, um, I like beef, ground beef usually. Like, sure. Not, I'm not picky about my beef. We did turkey burgers for a while in this house. No, not the same. I think I They're fucked. Wrong. it. I, yeah. Yeah, not the same. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then for on top, I like just a regular cheddar cheese. Yeah. Uh, it probably would be a Tillamook. I'm guessing. Um, and then for on top of that, I am a plain Jane type of guy. I would just put my choice would you be just pickles and ketchup and regular mustard. But if, you, if you're going to add more, I'll take a lettuce and tomato. Romaine lettuce if you're putting spinach on there. Get the hell though. out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's not a spinach shit. No, no. Um, <laughs> but, but that's to my extent. I will say there's a place in town called delish they do really that is the best yeah like that that's the peak for me and yeah they They're, have like a special sauce too it's not just ketchup and mustard it's like a thousand island dressing or something yeah. like that with like relish in it or something like that yeah it's like i think it's just honestly like ketchup and mayo or something like that you know but there's something about those restaurant burgers where they they press the patty yeah. on on a grill not a grill, the like a griddle, griddle top. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, it's so good, and it's, it's so, so horrible good. for you, but it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter well, when you're good. eating a burger. Oh yeah, me. I'm very likely the guy who just misses Bernardino tackling pro- protesters who try to charge the podium. I'm Pat Bulger, <laughs> and that's a reference for those of you who are kind of old. Yeah, he did it because you know, he was a representative in yeah, the tour. He was the tour guy yeah. who would just be like, "No, get off the podium." Um, perfect burger, sharp cheddar. We all agree with that. Um, and I'm going with romaine lettuce. The other night we made burgers and I bought green leaf lettuce and I made a mistake. I made a gigantic mistake and my wife called me out on it. Um, I need to have, I'm not a huge tomato fan, but I will put tomatoes on a burger. Mm. Red onion. Oh, see, I should have put it red onions also. Red onion, fresh, not, Mm -hmm. not grilled. Mm -hmm. I gotta have red onion. Pickle and a tiny squirt of mustard and maybe ketchup. I'd actually put a little dribble on there. I think mm. I would. Uh, you know, what just, kind of mustard? Just a little dribble. Uh, not French. Dijon. Not, not, uh, Jackson uh, likes yellow I like mustard. Frenches. He likes, he likes yellow mustard. Yeah. Sometimes, I know. Sometimes I find that a... <laughs> sometimes I find that like a, like a Dijon or like a spicy mustard can kind of just be like, oh, I bite but into it and that's spicy. all you be. Oh, yeah. 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 Which there are... People that like it. I, I do. I, I can't eat yellow mustard. I don't I, like hot dogs. Won't put yellow mustard on it. See, I'm I the same with like, on, on I'm the same with onions on a hot dog. Well, I onions? can't eat onions. You don't? Mm. You don't like onions? Not really. Really? No, I don't know why. Actually, onions took me a long time to get used to also mm-hmm. in life. I was not a kid who ate them. And I still have a. I won't eat a cherry tomato when you bite oh, into it and oh it bursts in your man. mouth. Yeah. Disgusting! That's like candy. It. Yeah. Fucking gross! Oh, I love. No, I could I eat it until I'm, I'm squirting them out my ass. I tell you, I love them. <laughs> no, they're disgusting. I hate it. So they're so bad. So. Have you ever had the yellow ones? Mm-hmm. They're sweeter. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any vomit. Well, Jeez, that's good. I got yeah. <laughs> 
I got to get one. This is so gross. So gross. Hey, we want to take a moment to throw a quick congratulations to Jack. He's not here with us tonight because he finished a gigantic job. And if you if you know Jack, he's got like three of them going at once. And one of them is he's flipping houses. And he's now on vacation. And hopefully we'll, he will find a bike upon his return. So, Jack, I bashed you in the intro. And I know you're going to live tweet us this, uh, text us this when, uh, when you're listening to the show. So, well done, man. Enjoy the time. Uh, get a fucking bike. Uh, gentlemen, how's the riding going? Uh, how How is your cycling life proceeding? <laughs> the yeah. silence was deafening. It's going uh, well. Yeah. I I mean, we went out on what? Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, right? Yeah. Sunday. Um, Sunday was good. I had a bit of returning knee pain, which was annoying, but I... Uh, Mitigate. I kept that in the intro, yeah, and then yeah. we were live when we were saying about that, yeah. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I kind of mitigated it a little bit, uh, kept tabs on it, because um, this is something that has happened before, and I know that I just don't need to push harder when I start to feel it, but I have a cream that works well, um, really well on it, um, and then, yeah, I just rest, ice, compress, elevate, and then do my little cream, and then I'm all good. Share how you got the knee problem. I got the originally I got the knee problem way back when I rode a two, a bike that was too small at the midnight century which is was that what you think it, that's when it, it started it? Yeah. yeah um and then after that it's just you visited Sam yeah visited <laughs> Sam so my my current <laughs> yeah nice my current bike is fitted to At ambassador cycling oh yeah yeah but it, it it rears its head every once in a while. But mm-hmm. I know how to deal with it now. It's happened so many times, so it's not really that big a deal. It's so. I'm weird. trying to get you to talk about the evil side of our sport, how it happened. Oh, <laughs> I, when I crashed, yeah, I think that's what. Not the on the road. road. Not I, on the road. In my mountain, uh, on yeah. the mountain bike race. Yeah. Yep, yeah. last oh, week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did there I tell the story? Go. Last week, no, I don't think I did. I don't think you did. No, because it was we did the show before. Yeah, we did. I heard about it on the ride. That's true. I forgot that it was Wednesday. Sport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we raced on Wednesday. Uh, I guess you could call it raced. Um, I rode a mile and a half of this race um, before we went from a double track section, big fire road, back into a single track section, so single file, and then. Um, I was going in straight into it, you know, wasn't really taking any risks. And then I hear on your right, there was no right. Fuck. There was no right at uh. all. And so I was like, I, I had no choice. There was a log and I just went right into it. And I did kind of tear my new Arrive socks, which was annoying. Oh, yeah. Like you got three right? pair. Yeah. Good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But it was uh, after after I was on the ground, I was like, you know, that feeling when you crash, when you're a little dazed, you're like, I don't really know where I am right now. Yeah. Um, I was in that position and I was like the bike had separated from me just like maybe a couple inches away from in front of me. And um, the guy who had crashed me like got had gotten off his bike and said, that was my bad. That was my bad. I hate, first of all, when people well crash you. But second of all, call, <laughs> yeah, say my bad. I fucking hate those yeah. two words together. And anyway, sorry. No, you're good. And so he like he was holding <laughs> I'm it up. Getting flustered. <laughs> he was holding it up, and he goes, "Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, man, that was my fault. Like, let's go, get up, get up, get up." And I'm like, I'm trying. Clear to- my conscience. Clear my conscience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me feel better. Yeah, like I'm trying to just like recover from what just happened. 
And um, I'm like, no, man, like, you're good. You're good. And I was like really trying to be nice about it. I was like, hey, like, it's like it's not your fault. It was. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, just go. Like, it's all good. And I got my preschool teacher voice. And I was like, no, like, you're OK, buddy. <laughs> and <laughs> I know I, you act this tall. I'm going to treat you like. Yeah. That. yeah. And so, like, I'm comforting him <laughs> at this point. And he's like, no, let's go. And then after a while, I was like, he was holding my bike up at this point, And I went. I just stood back, like I sat up, looked him right in the eye, and I went, "Set the bike down and go away." <laughs> and he set the bike down and rode off. And I was like, "I and I knew that we had to have this ride coming up this weekend that yeah. I want to do well in." And so I was like, "There's no point. I'm gonna just turn around. There's too many. There's too yeah. much dangerous stuff going on." So I did not finish that race. And your your brain just shuts off after a certain moment. You're just yeah. like, "Okay, I'm not in the race mode anymore. Yeah. I don't fuck it." Yeah. And so yeah. I was like. My head wasn't in it. I didn't want to race anymore, so I just ended it there. And so I think it could have re-aggravated this injury a little bit. Um, but like I said, I know how to deal with it. It's fine. When we go this weekend, I know the things to bring. So, yeah. Like if all else fails, I'll just wrap it really tight. Ibuprofen. Yep. Yeah. Well, his 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 uh, future wife is a nurse. I'm yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And I love the way. He, by, by the way, I love the way you say cream. It's just a cream. Just, you <laughs> yeah. say cream. It's I a don't know. It's, it's the way you say it. It's just like it's a CBD cream that I put over my knee, and it like it's crazy. It like immediately. I don't. It makes me all better. Yeah. Like right away. Total chill. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine, bro. Yeah. Um, Wait, that's THC. I'll be damned. I had a student call me bro like four times today, and huh. I was just like, "No, drug testing, absolutely right not." But anyway, <laughs> P test. Here we go. P-test. That's too Get many bros. Give me. Here we go. Too many bros. <laughs> yeah, P test. You're not gonna pass. No. Um, Paul, how's your ride week? Uh so I rode Tuesday by myself uh, before the show, and I probably mentioned that last show. And you then, did, and I hated you for it. And then. Uh, Let's see here. I rode Saturday by myself because, uh, well, it looked like shite weather, and I just said the hell with it, rolled out. And I told you the story. I was going up Thorpe Road. Uh, if you're yeah. not from Spokane, there's two train overpasses that are now part of the Centennial Trail or Fish mm-hmm. Lake Trail. But it was all gray, and there's kind of a hillside and everything. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to get rained on. I started dry, just punched through it. And I get through the second one, and it's just like blue skies and big fluffy clouds. I'm like, what the hell? Where did it all go? And I had a great ride. Yeah. And then I rode with you, you two guys, and we did, what, 40? No, I, I got 56. Else. I got 61. Jackson got 61. Uh, I got 39. Yeah, I was, well, <laughs> you ever remember to start your computer? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at Strava, it's like, you rode with Jackson Bulger. And kind of pull me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's because the guy didn't start his, his computer on time. But, um, so that's good week. Mm-hmm. Three. I mean, that's yeah. not, gr- I mean, I, I still have that demon going, you, three isn't enough. You it have to ride at least five yeah. days a week, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm still dealing with that. But, uh, I only, I only got two. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, I, I, it was not a good Wednesday night race for the Bulgers last night. It week. was not. Um, uh, Let's I, clarify. I, it wasn't a road race. No, it was a mountain bike. Yeah, there's a mountain your bike. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I started. Uh, I, I I was doing two laps because I I need to get the. They give you one or two lap option, and it's an interesting 
paradigm with this one or two lap option because everybody thinks, oh, well, one lap is easier. No, because the one lap guys go fucking fast. It's like a, you know, it's like a crit versus a, you know, a, not a road race, but, you know, it's 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 a different feel to it. And um, I started doing the one lappers. Now I'm like, OK, I got to I got to get some some miles in, even though it's not much. But I, I decided to do, switch to two lappers and um, I got about two thirds of the way through my first lap and I came to a climb and I, you know, thumb shifters on your mountain bike. I reach uh -huh. over and I, I, I push real hard on the thumb shifter and it goes dink. And it goes, <laughs> my thumb shifter just went flying off the handlebars. I went, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> so I got into the, I got into the gear I wanted to, but then my hand, my shifter was dangling off the front of the fork. So I grabbed it, kind of wrapped it around my bars and I went, okay, I'm in my because I'm on a two by uh, in front yeah. on a mountain bike, which is Paul. You're just Old. like I can see you waxing over. Um, but uh, but I was like, okay, I could technically I could ride this whole thing in a in my big ring in the front and just use the whole entire cog set in the back because there are no there are big climbs, but they're everything you can just kind of power up maybe one to two minutes kind of a kind of an effort. But the problem is every time I hit a rock garden, which is really bouncy my chain bounced off onto the smaller ring and it took me the you know i had to reach down and kind of you know coerce it back onto the big ring in order to keep going so in other words i i i at halfway not even halfway about it a quarter of the way into my second lap i was like this is fucking stupid this isn't working just call it a night and go home so i did that and then um i uh I rode with you guys on Sunday, and I ruined um, the chance at a Strava KOM for you guys. I don't even remember what, where that was. It was an overpass. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, which sounds like, I mean, people are thinking at home going, overpass? What do you guys live in? Oh. In North Dakota? <laughs> oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was an overpass. Over yeah, and, um, and we, were, we were flying, and, um, and I let out the proverbial, oh, when I got dropped <laughs> and you guys slowed up and then I looked on Strava later and was like, oh, I got the sixth fastest time and I got dropped and I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just been quiet, but it, it just came out of me. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh God, did I say that loud? And you guys were like, oh, slow down for Pat. And I was like, Fuck. I remember that moment though. I was doing, I think 700 Watts at that point. <laughs> we were fucking hard. And my mouth was like, fully open so it was it was not easy at that point it's really good to know mm -hmm. it's seriously good to know that you guys but we wanted we wanted to do intensity that's the thing yeah. so we were doing it right yeah. we weren't trying to yeah. dick swing it yeah you know, we, were trying to, <laughs> we were just trying to make each other hurt that's and i do want to say this you know and, and paul you're gonna be happy to hear this but uh i i'm uh, do i want to bash? no I, it's not a bash i'm I really loved that road ride on Sunday. I've been spending so much time in the mountain bike world, and I'm not going to bash mountain biking. I fucking love mountain biking. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, it was so nice to go for a ride and not, because, you know, and, and I know that you, everybody listening at home is going to think to themselves, well, you dumb shit, buy a different mountain bike with a little suspension in it. That's true. But if I had the money, I don't know if I'd buy a mountain bike with suspension in it because I don't ride it necessarily. It's not my my singular form of, of riding. So I, I, I'm not going to spend my money on it because I've got a really good mountain bike and I love it. But 
anyway, I, I, I just at that ride this weekend was just like, oh, my God, it's so nice to get off the mm-hmm. dirt and, mm-hmm. and to be able to do something. And I know the gravel's popular and I know that mountain biking's huge. And but God damn, it felt good to get out on the road and just not have to worry about. Well, you got potholes. You got plenty to worry about. But so speaking of which, I'm planning I'm planning my trip to the west side. You guys, um, I, I, I had a long talk with my wife and she's like, oh, I can drive and meet you and meet you for dinner and then meet you at the destination. Sure, I'm in. You know, I don't give a shit. You know, mm-hmm. she's working the day. Are you taking the RV? Well, I think we're going to. I mm-hmm. think we're going to. So um, I'm, I'm going to bike pack it. Um, I'm going to leave uh, two days before her. And uh, my current route that I've, I've planned out on, on uh, what is that? Uh, Ride with GPS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is 450 miles. It is 30% unpaved. Oh, Not God. <laughs> but, but you know what? I'm Now I'm sliding. I, I was thinking about just taking my road bike and doing that, but now I'm like, oh, 30% unpaved. Ride with GPS is a cool app mm-hmm. um, because you can pick your destination where you want to go, and it will pick a cycling-friendly route for you. For example, there are times where I'm paralleling the interstate, the highway, mm-hmm. but it'll take me on roads one side or the other, and some of them are gravel. Mm-hmm. And 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 so I was just like, oh god, that's actually kind of cool. And I I think I've still got some tweaking to do. 450 is a little long considering it's like a 375 mile route. Where's your destination? Yeah. Uh, west side of the state, uh, Bellingham, basically. Okay. So yeah, um, and so it's 30 percent unpaved, 26 thousand feet of climbing. That's a lot for 450 <laughs> miles. 450 miles. But it, it, for those of you who don't know the state of Washington, we have this. We have a very large mountain pass that I have to go through in one way, shape, or form, either Snoqualmie or. Or Stevens. You know, Stevens or whatever it is. White. So I've got, yeah, white, or I've got some serious thing like that. So um, I'm not. I'm still trying to figure out how long to plan for each day, what kind of mileage I want to do. But the the goal is is the second or third day to meet my wife. We that's my. It's it's going to be my birthday, and we're going to meet. We're going to have dinner. We're going to do that kind of stuff, and that'll be one of the nights I stay in a hotel, kind of a thing like that. And then I take another day to get to to the final destination. I know some people are thinking, "Wow, four hundred fifty miles! Do it in three days." I'm like, "Fuck you! I don't want to <laughs> do that much." <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, you know, like anywhere just around or under a hundred a day would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, um, we just kind of chill and stay. We're going to go over there and stay with some family. And um, my wife would get some work done, and I would just kind of train. And then the week after that is is our races, the the the, the crits that we were talking about doing mm-hmm. in Vancouver, Washington, and Portland, right? Portland. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's the second one. Um. So so I'm trying to figure out a route and how to do it and how to make it all work. I've never done a bike packing trip. I, I planned on one night, at least one night going, maybe two nights going to. Uh, to camp and see what it's like to, to experience that. So we'll, we'll see about that. And I know Paul's just like, oh, could you just shut up? Um, <laughs> but my, but it leads me to a, what I consider a pretty important question. We're in June. We've raced. We've had a taste of racing. And I know that the people at home are thinking about this the same way because I know how, especially here in the States, how things are. Um, what do you, who has plans to compete 
challenge or even heaven forbid race this summer but here we've reached a just a it's gone i mean racing is, has stopped again almost am i wrong no no i mean we had one last weekend which was kind of a you know small one but we didn't do it independence yeah mm-hmm. road race and um and i i don't see anything on the near horizon so what what do, you, what do you guys have? How does a racer race when there aren't any races? What you do you, don't. What are you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> yeah, you don't. What, what do you do? Yeah. Well, I think I think what's happened too is, you know, road racing gravel is such a big thing, and Grand Fondos mm-hmm. the, to put on a race takes so much so much resources nowadays. Unfortunately, um, that it's hard to promote when this chafe thing you're going is they just put up food places and you're on your own open roads. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was chatting with this guy, Winston here in town, uh, that does the TNT, you know, that's how I met him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I was going to do it, but I mean, gosh, you could do the, the Omnium that we did for less money. And there was three races involved, you know? Uh, and what it's but just you one don't day. get Kirkland brand mix <laughs> and the yeah. Costco muffins. Yeah. Yeah. Big old muffins, <laughs> you know, so yeah. And not to bash. I think a lot of people, as long as you're out on bikes and enjoy it. And there is not everybody likes racing. That's yeah. what I like to do, but there's not much. And I understand why. Um, and then I'd like to support. I talked to my wife just recently about going down to Vancouver. That's the weekend. She, she works. Uh, we have one car, which means I have to rent a car, which is not that big of a deal. But gas now is five something yeah. a gallon on top of that. And Vancouver is quite a distance from here for a 35 minute race. Yeah, the critics you for wonder. our category is 35. Yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 a hard sell to my wife. It's like, really, you want to spend like $300, go down to yeah. race for three, I mean, $100 a minute? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Shit. Better stay upright. Yeah. You better not crash and ruin your bike because then it's going to be more expensive. That'd be 3500 bucks, but Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 yeah, minutes ten, for 100 yeah. bucks. Yeah. 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 But yeah, still, for it's like bucks. fucking, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was doing the new math thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But, yeah, it's it's tough. But, you know, you got to support it. So, I don't know. I, I'm not scratching it off. And then the next day is Portland. There's a race, I guess, in Portland that yeah. we could do. but. It's hard to justify. What's that? Forty-five minutes. Yeah, and then yeah. entry so fee is like fifty yeah. bucks, yeah. and then a hundred dollars in entry fee, and then you know gas for us to drive for a thirty thirty. Well, combine the time. You That's know, a six-hour drive. Over. Did yeah. but okay. So Paul, this is this is a an old man question. Do I remember doing that. Yeah, gas Regularly. was a lot cheaper. Okay. I didn't have obligation. I had my own car. Yeah, I was yeah, a yeah. single guy. You know, I didn't have to, because my wife works like, you know, my life situation is completely different. So I have to yeah. really weigh things out. When you're 23 years old and single and you work yeah. part time, you know, just for the weekend, it's an easy choice. Yeah. I would have done it in a heartbeat. So, and that's a problem right now. We don't have youth in there to actually pump money into that. You know, into road racing, there's not enough youth going to do these races. It's all people like you and I, mm-hmm. and we're, well, you know, Father's Day or it's Mother's Day or yeah. it's, you know, soccer weekend. Soccer yeah. And or, so yeah, yeah. that's what's killing it off. It's just this old guy's racing, it seems like. 
All Tulsa Underground. Tufts looked pretty busy. That was this. I didn't watch. I haven't watched. I watched them yet. I haven't watched. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch them starting tonight. Jackson, what do you? What do you do? What do you? What do you? I mean, I mean, you're. God, from and 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 please, I'm just I'm I'm brain dumping upon you. Um, the high you're probably coming off of, I would imagine, you know, a second and a first off of a weekend of racing, you're getting fully involved in it. I would be just like, let's go. Um, and then this this crickets of of events oh, occurs. Yeah, it's you know. It is well, like coming off of that RC three weekend was really cool, um, and it all it showed me that like there is a uh, like the cool community and everything, and then getting the opportunity to like do well was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think um, just taking what I can get right now, you know, I don't, I'm not keen to go out and you know race a like a grand tour, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but what? I know, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that for me, you know, training rides are really good. Um, like training races that we've been doing um, kind of in town are really nice. Just to add, like I treat everything like a competition. So honestly, I get that competition every single time okay. that we go out for a ride. Um, so I kind of am able to, for lack of a better phrase, wet my palate that way. Um but it is disappointing that, the, you know, there's nothing on the line um, in town. But I also, I mean, it's it's tough because you got to travel nowadays. Mm-hmm. And travel is, is way more expensive than, unfortunately, it was back in your hate, like yep. in, your, in your heyday, yeah, you know. True. And not, uh, that's not like a, <laughs> and that's not, well, and that's not like a, like a, you guys are old type of thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, uh, I am. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just disappointing, you know, because like the fact that all of these races cost so much and then the travel on top of it, it's like it like I don't I guess I don't see I don't understand what the sport's expecting if they're going to charge so much and then put them in very like select specific places. I mean, I think that's that's tough on it altogether. Do you blame that on the sport or do you blame that on the fact that there are not enough places who feel an obligation to put on a race a little bit of both um i mean why was spokane such a big racing time a racing place when i wasn't as into it but now it just is gone you know it's just because all that money like we've talked about you need all those officials at a road race event yeah that the fact that we want to put on like that somebody wants to put on a tuesday night race a fun race but there needs to be a bunch of different officials there that's that's frustrating and the fact that we can show up wednesday night and race every single year and there needs yeah. to be a timer and that's signs it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and they can do it with get by just doing all that that's that's really frustrating because it's a really fun part of the sport that is just kind of getting squashed because of the money we have an inherent flaw in yep. our system yeah. i don't know if there's a road back I don't. I really? wish there was an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. We're litigious. Uh, we, you know, it was pretty, you knew the risk when I signed up as a Cat 4 in 1986, the risk of uh, doing Volunteer Park mm-hmm. that I could crash, be paralyzed. I'm yeah. taking that chance. Yeah. But now it's like you have these release forms that go on. The, the insurance that you have to pay, that's why it costs so much to put on a race because it's covering the insurance costs. 
you know, yada, yada, yada. You have yeah. to have so many yeah. officials, so many people sign each for a road race. You got to have people that are actually are schooled how to flag down traffic. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to the people behind uh, Oregon, OBRA. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have a different model. And it seems to work over there. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're you're schooled and you know about, I think I, I did a show a while back about that about what they're doing, mm-hmm. and um, they have kind of an agreement situation with USA Cycling that you know they're not the riders aren't going to get penalized for participating in their events, but it's a different format. It's a different if it's a different style and it doesn't require. I'm sure it does require you know especially in a road race you know the lead car follow car kind of a thing like that, but maybe not as many of the restrictions as. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as USAC does. And so, um, and I know there are a lot of people out there who tell me not to bash USAC. I, I, I get comments on it because they're the, you know, they're the governing body. But you know what? Fuck you. Uh, because, it's, no, because there's this, there's this mentality that don't, you know, hey, you know, I, how many people are yelling at our current government right now? You know, yeah, you exactly. can, you can, you can question authority mm-hmm. and you can say this is a flawed fucking system. And we need to find ways around this. But I agree with you, Paul. We might be past the point where we can fix it because we've have, we have so many you know uh, prior cases where somebody's been sued and lost their asses because mm-hmm. of something. So you know uh, e- either that or we're all in, we're all going to spend our future in business parks or off off road. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think that's where that's where we're staring down. Well, so, and it scares me. I think what's also frustrating is the fact that, like, when I raced in Portland, there was a guy at a table handing out numbers and going, "Oh, put it on this side," and then somebody going, "Okay, this is how the course works. Go." But like, that was just that was an enclosed course, like I'm saying, this business park yeah. kind of a mentality. But what I'm saying is the fact that they can do that that easily, and then you you go any other place at outside of any other state, and the fact that you have to figure out all this stuff, like. I it's it's frust like it's frustrating. Sorry, I'm I'm getting, no. getting into it a little because like the fact that ODZ had to bend over backwards and some dickhead standing in like an entryway going, oh, I pissed off that I gotta race with these young guys. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, take what you can get. Fuck yeah. off, man. Yeah, you know, it, it, here's your entry fee back. Go home. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always been that way about people who complain about races. Um, you know, um, my good friend of mine and I put on a race. Uh, the 24 hour race yeah. and we and he's still getting emails because he's the primary contact from people who were upset about somebody not getting a fucking ribbon for you know the slowest or fastest lap and i'm just like <laughs> just fuck off man mm-hmm. i mean seriously it's you you want us to clap you on the back and put you on social media and say hey this guy went super fast good job buddy mm-hmm. eat yeah. shit man <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what? We're putting on these they events. They got him all fired up. Yeah, we're, I know. No, we're putting on these events. We're busting our asses to make this shit happen. If you're un- if you're upset, don't go to your fucking keyboard. Yeah. Or if you're upset and you go to your keyboard, do it with class. Do it with complimentary. Do it directly style. to the person. Yeah. Well, he did Not do it directly social. to the person. Oh, okay. But this is but but it's still Okay, this wasn't the person who had done the fastest lap. Mm-hmm. This was a teammate of the person who had done the fastest lap because the person who did the fastest lap was a junior. And it's like, oh, my God. Dude, dude the, the person who did the fastest lap was either okay with it or in his room crying in the fetal position. <laughs> but fuck. It's just like, 
uh, have you ever thought to go away from a race and just say, hey, that was great. We'll be back next year. Maybe I'll, I'll send a friendly email saying, hey, thanks for everything. You know, um, you guys mentioned you're going to award the fastest lap. Is there a chance you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't bitch. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick because that makes race promoters want to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes, you know, the guys at ODZ who are good guys who put on a three race I mean, a two race uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. Go. What the fuck should I bother? Yeah, bike racers are assholes. But I have another. It's not a complaint, but I'm curious about because Ace, who does uh, Tour de Bloom, drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there it is. Yeah, I met Ace. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Helps. He's helped out on Walla Walla. So within a 30, 30 day period, we had three. Yeah. Stage races. In, in in the state of Washington, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they have some kind of like, well, no one shows up for June races or July races, mm-hmm. and that's why we have to cram it in May. I mean, I'm sure they have a legitimate excuse, but yeah, but what what do we have to look for? You know, yeah, um, nothing. Yeah. yeah, so fondos and gravel races. Yeah, so and they're not real for me. <laughs> they don't exist. They do not. All right, I got to jump. Before we get to the news, everybody, I got a, I got a uh, question and a couple things like that. Number one, if you recall when we were, uh, we were live on Podbean on a regular basis, and I said that we had to stop that due to computer demands, but I, we've upgraded computers in our system. So let me know personally um, if, if there's something like bringing back the live stream on audio alone, allowing you to call in that method would be something you'd like. We are obviously live on YouTube right now. We're live on Vimeo. We're live on packpillar.com. Um, but uh, let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. And second of all, don't forget to promote your events. We're Here we are talking about events. I'm opening up a page specifically to people who would like to promote their events. We have a global audience of cyclists who would like to see and hear and maybe even show up at your events. So um, there we go. Um, okay, so, oh, yeah, let's get to the news. Bought by our friends at Athletic Brewing. Use the link at, at packfiller.com. Uh, great variety of flavor and less than 0.5% alcohol. Yep, that's right. Try one out today if you haven't already. And be sure and use the code PBULGER20 for a discount on your next purchase. That is P-B-U-L-G-E-R-2-0 to get you that discount over with our friends at Athletic Brewing. I had to hit the theme twice. I'm drinking... I'm drinking my stuff on tap, and I don't think it's ready. What is it? Oktoberfest! <laughs> it's, uh, it's, actually an, it's, it's actually an Oktoberfest ale, and it's a little too syrupy for me Can right I now. smell it? Yeah. <laughs> All you hear on the mic is... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too syrupy. Um, no? Yeah, they, I, can, I can see where you're coming from. That can it you hear my Crocs it. creaking on my chair? Yeah. Uh, you wear like Crocs? It. I do. What's freaking wrong with you? I have a hey, podium picture in Crocs. Don't, don't show me your feet. <laughs> I have ones, to see it. No, no. They look no. like Van Gogh's Starry no, Night. No. Oh, I like them. Um, so there, no story number one. There is no way I could have held off, held this off. I know we're talking long, and we already spent forty three minutes just in the beginning part of the show. But there's no way I can hold this off. I will title it Jackson's proof that riding one hundred miles of gravel in Kansas apparently is the foundation of youth, fountain of youth. 
After a spring blighted by illness, Peter Sagan claimed his first victory in Total Energy Colors today when he outsprinted Brian Cocard and Alexander Kristoff to win stage three on the Tour de Suisse. Um, I, should I just allow a moment just for Let Jackson to just bask yeah. in that? <laughs> Uh, it's as a quote. It's 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 just a stage win, as Peter <laughs> Sagan <laughs> insisted. Even though his own half smile and the sight of total energy, uh, riders queuing up to congratulate him immediately after the finish told his story. He hadn't won a race of any description since he claimed the overall title at the Tour Slovakia in September. Last September. Uh, after all, while his last World Tour victory dated all the way back to stage 10 of last year's tour uh, at Giro d'Italia. So let's start with the obvious. Jackson, how does it make you feel? It makes me happy to see him back at the top. <laughs> it does, especially because it had been so long and I could see that there it was wearing on him a little bit. And I think he needed this. I, I, I think he needed it to kind of get the monkey off his back, you know? Yeah. Um, But it, boy... <laughs> Give it a couple more feet, and he's not winning that oh, sprint. Cocard was coming up fast. He started early. Wait, he, he started shaped super with him, early. Cocard, because he has yet to win a world tour tour race. Cocard yeah. has. Mm-hmm. Really? He's not won one. He's won every. So you know he wasn't being like, world oh, tour. Well, yeah. I, I will give Peter something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I would be nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's trying to get no, that win. He tried, you, but he yeah. doesn't have. Wow. Yeah, but anyway. No, but yeah, but yeah. it's uh, it was. I mean. Total Energies was was working for him. You could tell, um, and I'm happy to see that they put together some sort of lead out, um, especially because so many years he's been the guy surfing off different wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, I'm re- I was really happy to see it he, happen for him. He was still dancing that that final K, you know, and it was like I, I think even the commentators uh, were making that observation that that he's it's almost like the old peter scott he was mm-hmm. bouncing from wheel to wheel he was aggressive he mm-hmm. was ex- you could see the energy in him and I, I i know i'm just, just like you know gushing on but it was it, it's just, it was cool to see yeah mm-hmm. um are we getting ahead of ourselves we're to speculate on things that are going to happen in this little tiny race <laughs> in france yeah in the I next think, couple of weeks i think it's tough i think he needs to show more you know mm-hmm. uh I mean, it's a stage win against, not to be mean, mm-hmm. but not the top sprinters in the world. Sure. You don't have Wout. You don't have... There was a good amount of climbing Gilbuin. going into this sucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have all all yeah. these different top sprinters um, who are probably going to show up to the tour. But that's, what's, that's what, excite, what is exciting about Sagan is he could be on Fabio Jakobsen's wheel and then just fly off at the last moment. We don't know what he can do. Um, and this is interestingly enough the first time I feel like we don't know what he can do because I feel like we've always kind of mm-hmm. known. Yeah. Um, but this year is interesting. New team, uh, new goals. I think they're gonna want to probably go for the green jersey, so they'll be focusing yeah. probably around him. Am I saying too much to think that that is a delusion? Ah, uh, why not shoot for it? Yeah, I mean, what that's hell? what. What else is the team? They don't have a GC. No. They do stages, yeah. and that's part of it. And then yeah. try and help him win the green, and he yeah. has obviously he knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's an experienced green jersey winner as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas Wout, who can who can pretty much do everything, yeah, um, he's never done it before. There's a team 
not necessarily focusing around him. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that'll be an interesting battle because Waddle has to do a lot as a, on his own. That was oh okay. I thought you were talking about uh, bo- uh, about. Sagan, sorry, um, because back in his earlier days, you know, where he 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 made a living out of floating the wheels, yeah, uh, and that works for him. And it's, it almost seems like he prefers. I think he like does that, instead yeah. of this gigantic lead-out train. Daniel also put some pace on the front, but he won't be on his wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of an upcoming uh, race in France, uh, so let's talk about this one that just finished in France, the Crime du- Criterium du Dauphiné. Uh, Primus Roglic won the overall title after a remarkable performance from Jumbo Visma on the final ascent of the Plateau de Solaison. Did I mention this last week? I think I did. I, I think we talked about it to an extent. Mm-hmm. But uh, Roglic and Vingegaard um, doing what they did, Ben O'Connor. Um, so this was a race that reminded us of just how powerhouse of a team Yumbo Visma is. Mm-hmm. Um, with Wout's incredible performances, two stages, well, let's be honest, almost three stages yeah. if he wouldn't have put his hands in the air. Two second places, insane work on the front. Roglic doing what he does best, and Vingegaard doing, uh, he's right there. I mean, it almost seems like he was just that, you know, that just waiting in the wings to do what he could, Mm -hmm. but being obligatory, you know, in terms of what his responsibilities were. Um, And Tish Benut, Stephen Kreiswick, I mean, all fucking firing on all cylinders. So my thoughts immediately, again, look ahead. And and I know this isn't a Tour de France preview show, but but we all automatically do that once we enter this part of the season. We start thinking about what's going to happen in July, mm-hmm. um, and this is arguably the s- strongest team around, if not one mm-hmm. of the strongest mm-hmm. teams in recent history. Uh, the biggest issues are going to be who rides the Tour and how they can all contribute to the overall vic- vic- victory. Sorry. Um, your thoughts, I, I, again, without turning this into a Tour de France preview show, but you're, you're, you guys, anybody have any thoughts on what's going on and and who would you would place your money on within the Yumbo Visma squad? I'm going to get to the other dark, dark shadow <laughs> looming over the <laughs> horizon here shortly. Um, I think that Vingegaard is a very interesting asset that they have. Because when Roglic crashes, I'm not saying if, <laughs> when he crashes, Vingegaard is right there because he's not going to drop very much. I mean, as we as we saw last year, he's got a, a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, but I there is that big shadow that is looming over their head that I will save until it comes up. So you're saying it's inevitable that Roglic can't keep the rubber side down. I think he'll crash, but I think that I think he's got I I think he's got a good chance of still winning, you know? Yeah. Um because Roglic is also a really interesting rider that I don't know if I feel safe putting money on. He's like he he is that GC leader that I feel that is an incredible rider, which is unbelievable because if if there was no Tadej Pogačar, mm-hmm. he would be a a history books Grand Tour rider. Yeah, I mean uh-huh. his record proves it. I mean, I, what was it? Daniel Lloyd says sixteen stage races that he's finished. He's been in the t- in the top. What was it? Finished on the podium in ten of them. Wow. Shit. You know, so yeah, he has yeah. it. But there's always like like Jackson was saying. I think 
I think either he has a crash or has at least one bad day when it goes to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And even in, in when he's won the Vuelta, he did the same thing. He, it, there's always something that kind of gives it a little hiccup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting when uh, Vanegard and, and um, Roklic came to the line. Vanegard reaches out, grabs his hand, and, and uh, Roklic is like, ah, a little tentative. Ah, but he's yeah. like, going, don't crash it. me. I'm, I don't want to go down because yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for the tour. I don't need to screw up my knee. <laughs> you know, so he did seem a little tentative. But, yeah. um, but I, I agree. I think it's good to have two in the chamber, and everybody says, well, the two-pronged uh, uh, you know, attack doesn't work. You know, everybody poo-poos somebody trying something different, mm-hmm. and, but they don't like what Ineos does. That's been tradition. Mm-hmm. So you got to and you got to break that tradition. So whatever, uh, uh, you know, um, Yumbo Visma is doing, I, 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 you know, applaud anybody so who wants to go outside. The, wh- at yeah. what well, point? I'm trying to think over history. You know, where we we were talking about where a team effort was stronger than a, a, a phenom a, an individual we could talk about Voldemort's years mm-hmm. he shall not be named we could talk about those years but he still was there in a dominating fashion when the chips fell sounds pretty familiar is mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is um and, it, and a, a couple questions here. Number one, is it possible for a, a, a fully, you know, th- think about the depth of what Yumbo Visma has? You know, they've got they've got, you know, everybody. They've got it. They've got they're they've got Rowan Dennis on the flats. Yeah. and and, and uh, Sepkus. Wout. They've got well, yeah, Wout Sepkus. Yeah. They've got they've got so Kinnegar. many riders. They've yeah. got too many riders. They can't pick enough. Mm-hmm. Some some people are going to be heartbroken. They're going to be stuck at home. Which is unbelievable. Um, you've got this incredible depth, but the bookies are all saying it's a Tade Pogacar kind of a ride. Um, so there's that, number one. Can a team really do it? Or do you run into the situation where a team management and sponsors say we would rather have second and third on the podium then we would have a gigantic sacrifice and not get any of those. Mm. What I'm saying is the 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 with these grand tours, we always see it. We see these riders who are sitting back. Ben O'Connor said it uh, recently in the in the Del Pine. He said, "I'm not going to sacrifice a podium position to go crazy and try to win." Mm-hmm. Are we running into that? I think it's always been that way, though. But even with a team with the, the depth of Yumbo Visma, would they be more? Would they be more successful with a second and a, th- or even a, let's say a second on the podium, a green jersey for Wout, and a best young rider for Vingegaard? Would they be happy with that as opposed to a yellow jersey in Paris? I mean, I think. The first question you asked is, can a team do it? Um, I think what's really kind of freaky now is that we, so we had, we have with Sagan, somebody who can surf the wheels and, and still find his way to the front. Um, yeah, but that's what I find we have in the mountains with Tade Pagacha yeah. is that like, I mean, UAE is a strong team, especially now they made some pretty strong signings, um, but he has 
I mean, as we have seen, when he first showed his colors at the at that Vuelta, he de- he'd never had a team. It was always on Roglic's wheel, and that's what that's what he won his first tour off of. The second tour, I mean, was kind of over after the first week. But um, he's such like he's such a out of this world talent that he's mm-hmm. almost on another level. It feels like it sometimes. Um, and then, uh, sorry, can you remind me of the second? question the second was uh sacrificing i mean oh do, yeah do, do you are you okay with a second a sprinter's jersey and a best young rider as opposed to yeah. going for it and risking it all all or nothing well i think that's what we saw vingegaard doing last year a, a little bit there was nothing left exactly yeah. yeah is he he after a while he would stick with pogacar and then i mean one point he Dropped him. On Dropped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of an all or nothing type of situation. He just went and was hoping that it would work. And it did for a little. Um, but I think it's it's so tough because you can attack him and then he's just right back with you. It's it's a complicated. It definitely is a complicated yeah. tour. And I think Yumbo Visma, if they are in the situation like they were last year, not where they crashed out, but where they have hemorrhaged so much time, it's. I think they're going to want to keep their second rather than try to attack him and get five minutes or two minutes or something like that. Cause in the end it is going to, as we've been talking about with USA cycling, it's going to pay more mm-hmm. shit. I'll be the devil's advocate. I think that's why they have uh, a two prong attack coming in because they can sacrifice one of them to, you know, he can't follow as, as strong as he is. He's, he's one guy taking on two. Uh, one can mark, and they can sacrifice Roklic. I, I would think that's who they're going to try and promote. Mm-hmm. But Vanegat, all he has to do is mark, you know, yeah. um, Pogaccia. And so uh, uh, that's how I think I would play it. You know, uh, things change on the road all the time, you know, crashes or whatever. But, you know, I think their goal is is to win the dang thing. I mean, second and third is not an option for them. You really? Yeah, I really don't think so. And so um, – They'll take the chances. They've got two, you know, two bullets in their gun, and well, UAE only has one. Yeah, uh, a very strong, high caliber, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. dirty, but, hairy, yeah. kind of a yeah, gun. forty-four yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, still, y- you've got to figure out how to thwart his. You know, he can't keep chasing each if they start countering off of each other, or Rokolich is kind of he waits the last minute and he really if. If you watch the strong attacks, mm-hmm. it's at the last climb, and he just goes all out, and you know that's mm-hmm. that's where he gets his time, and so I think that's how they're going to play it. But in in order to do that, you have to make sure that all your guys are up there overall in time, and they're mm-hmm. all close, and they're all within striking distance because. Mm-hmm. Pogacar is going to look and go, yeah, I got seven minutes on you. There's no way I'm going yeah. to chase that that's shit down. That's what's so tough is he has that time trialing ability that yeah. he can shoot off on one climb. It doesn't. It can be a long climb, mm-hmm. and he just gains and maintains. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to prevent that. You've got you got to yeah. have the horses like Rowan Dennis yeah. and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Wout to, when they get down on the backside, just turn it on and shut them down. He's one man doing – Trying to yeah. two guys that yeah. are world class time trailers. So, 
Okay, we're running late. Uh, so um, I, I have one question I was going to get farther in depth for before we get to the topic, but uh, I'm going to ask it right out. I'm going to be blunt. Quinn Simmons, yay or nay? He's riding incredibly well in uh, Tour de Suisse. Yay or nay? Are you guys fans or are you, are you still a little bitter? I mean, yay with a shade of I know what he did. Okay. Paul? Yeah, I hope he turned – I saw his stupidity, but, mm-hmm. you know, he is an American. I'd like to think that – Everybody gets a second chance. Yeah, but if he opens up his his mouth again, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's killing it, me. It, it, yeah. it has nothing to do with bike racing. Who cares about politics? Yeah. And just keep your mouth shut. Every time exactly. he's on, every time he's on the screen, uh, the commentators bring up something about it, and I'm going, um, yeah. you know, and I don't I don't want to get into the extent of 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 the punishment versus the crime, but uh, you know, at, at some point I want to go. Okay, when's this? When we're we gonna let the dumb kid yeah. realize he was being a dumb kid? What and, was he? And maybe 20, 19 years old when he made that. Yeah, comment. yeah. But you know, I, I, he made it. He made yeah, a it pretty a shitty one. comment. He made mm. a pretty shitty comment. And this is not me at all. You know, like forgetting what had happened. Mm-hmm. But we do often forget what my favorite writer ever did. I mean, he sexualized yeah. women. Yeah, mm-hmm. he grabbed. Yeah, he grabbed, grabbed asses a, on the podium. Yeah, 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 yeah and that's yeah. that's pretty shitty to do too yeah, yeah. absolutely I'm, as i said before i'm not i'm not justifying know, going, yeah justifying other, thank yeah. you yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah all right let's get to the topic uh, uh of, of tonight's show which is brought to you by our friends at scratch labs you guys scratch bringing out the good stuff for summer have you tried the strawberry lime with caffeine my wife is stealing it from me now really she's honestly taking some and putting it in a water bottle in the afternoon because she's got the caffeine in it and she loves it and so i'm like shit now i gotta buy more of that plus <laughs> pineapple is back everybody i pineapple. ordered some i ordered Have some. You? and it's permanently back they're not is gonna it? get rid of it they're in the big bag hip, hip, hooray. yeah I, I don't know is it big bag oh. i ordered a big bag mm-hmm. delicious go to get to scratch labs buy some of the best fueling options out there Trust us. So Paul brought tonight's topic up, and this one's really interesting. Drive to Survive, a documentary feature series about Formula One. Formula One. Um, <laughs> first of all, who's seen it? Has anybody seen oh, that, yeah. that one? You have all three series. No, I have series, not. Yeah. I have not. So this is this is where it's going to be interesting. You're going to have to help us out. Regardless of our viewing habits, that series took viewers behind the scenes of Formula One, and apparently has contributed to more than doubling. Of its viewing audiences in the four seasons that it has aired. Um, so cycling, as many of you know, is next. Um, the makers of the show, Box to Box Films, uh, also the team behind this, and they've got this planned cycling series. There's no guarantee of similar success. Um, however, the promise of expanding the sport to new audiences in the sounds of a medium to extremely large cash register uh, <laughs> opening up here has, has piqued the interest of the Tour de France organizer. Shocker. Yeah, it's almost like Crazy. USAC. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, to they allow talks to proceed. So the current plan involves eight world tour teams, filming set to center around the summers this summer's Tour de France and the series to air in May of 2023. Eight teams currently involved in the project are Yumbo Visma, EF Education, Easy Post, Quick Step Alpha Vinyl, Groupama FDJ, Ineos Grenadiers, Ajay Desert Citron, and Alpecin Phoenix and Movistar. I'm surprised UAE didn't join with such a star. Yeah, there Notice go. there's something missing. Yeah. 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 They. Why no. do we think, first of all, that was the reason why they would decide to pull out? 
Uh, you know, I would say, well, UAE is United uh, Arab Emirates. Yeah. I don't know if that had something to do with their key person. You know, they deal with civil rights. They don't, maybe they're worried Don't get about me started on sports watching. You know, we're yeah. talking about golf. And, and so, like that. No, do that's they want, topic. do they want, you know, to reveal who they might be throwing some shade on, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the main sponsor? You know, maybe that's it. Um, I'm not going to, you know, point towards, I think some people think, well, they must be hiding something because they came from nowhere. They must yeah. be doing drugs. I, I, I can't say that, but I think it's more on the main sponsors, the one that says no. What do you guys see as the potential of a series like this for the sport? Um, let's just talk positives right now. Where do you, you know, do we foresee it doing anything as well as what it did, has done for Formula One? Why or why not? Uh, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I thought the whole Lance. Mm-hmm. Uh, documentary. I thought that would be interesting, especially coming right off of the Michael Jordan thing. I thought people would be like, "Oh, thirty for 30 is really putting mm-hmm. it together. They might yeah. might do something well here." Mm-hmm. And then they, and then the Lance one kind of like flopped a little yeah. bit. Um, which I guess kind of kind of what we wanted. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't. Yeah, it's tough because so many people think that cycling is such a boring sport. Yeah, that's what worries me a little bit. Mind you. Formula One racing and like auto racing kind of has that same feel of like not a lot changes in a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm ex- I'm really excited for it because I think they can tell the inside story of of the sport, which I think I correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like they would have done with that Formula One part mm-hmm. where you get to know the people Absolutely. more. Yeah, and that that makes an interesting documentary. The drama and the character. Yes, and yeah. I think if they if if there's like some sort of drama or internal like team turmoil, I think that could be really exciting. Um, but if not, I think it could not do that well. It just depends on the content that they're able to get. Mm-hmm. Well, I've watched I watched Drive uh, to Survive and and all four four seasons, and I followed f1 like since the 90s mm-hmm. and even as much i'm not a hardcore f1 fan but the thing is just getting the it really opened my eyes what the what's way more you know intense about even from the beginning of the season when they do they start figuring out mm-hmm. uh their their cars and testing out their cars and their drivers and and who's you know what drivers going where and that type of thing and and in the middle well you Anyway, I yeah. could go on forever, no. but it, it gets down to the nitty gritty. You don't realize what's happening. If somebody clues into once a year, watches the Tour de France or maybe Perry Roubaix, they're just like, they, you know, everybody rides as hard as they can and the fastest guy, like a running race, yeah. wins the race. Yeah. There is so much involved. Now you have you have a mechanical device to help, you know, a human powered mechanical device. Uh, device. And so that's going to be, I think they could play on that, the, the equipment. Um, they could probably, you know, cause that's part of drive to survive is their equipment too. They kind of focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there's, you start the people that I thought, ah, I just don't like that guy. And then you see him and I'm thinking, no, I really don't like that guy or yeah. mm-hmm. he's cooler than I thought he was. I mean, so I think that's going to open up. I hope it does improve. I think it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes to it, I think. And, and if it does have the success, that uh, uh, Drive Survive has, then, boy, 
maybe yeah. we won't be talking in it, two years about having a race here in Spokane. Is you is know? that'd be cool? I mm-hmm. uh, is this a sport? Is cycling a sport that the masses can get behind? Now we're t- I, I'm also talking about a Europe versus a U.S. mentality. Um, we know that the sport has the potential on a European uh, audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's it was bre- it's born and bred in the culture a lot more. Um, not 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 globally though, mind you. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, mainly mainly sections of Europe. Um, here in the United States, we talk about Formula One. We have a, a tie-in with with NASCAR, with car racing, with we you know with, the, with those types of racing. We have an obsession in this country with car racing, and Formula One is a genre of that sport. So obviously, there's going to be some attraction to it. Um, I I'm, I'm curious about the average American consumer or North American consumer that's going to watch something like this and are going to be immediately involved lycra versus the the driving suit you know the the, the costumes we all wear and then and, and what we choose to wear the devices in which we we compete upon um i know we have the characters i know that cycling has yeah. the characters with that and that's what that's what something like these documentaries expose people to is we get to know that there are good guys and there are bad guys there are people you're rooting for people you're rooting against and that's what we talk about on this show all the time. But is 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 it? Are we ready for it? Is is the world ready for it? Or but will they? If, if ready for it or not, will they get it? Will they accept it? I want them to. Yeah. Well, I have I have two thoughts about it. Is the first one is that I've uh, as I've become more involved in a European sport rather rather than like the American sport side of it. Sure. Um, I mean, I as I've mentioned soccer before mm-hmm. then to cycling um i found that the at least uh sport watchers attention span is much longer for the european games rather than for the american ones um and that's like that's that sounds like a generalization but that's just kind of is how it is football you get to find stuff out really quick um baseball mm-hmm. every once in a while you get a hit you know <laughs> yeah. every once yeah. in a while yeah. Um, yeah. basketball it's about i mean what 25 seconds right uh, you just somebody's shooting, making a point. So it's, I watch it's, golf in this. Co- I watch golf fanatics in this country, and uh, let's be honest, golf is, in my opinion, more boring than cycling. Yeah, but they're and, but hit- people are obsessed yeah. with the characters. Yeah, and it's that hitting constant. Like you get something yeah. constantly yeah. going, and um, cycling takes a while. You have to be able to have that attention span to be able to sit with it. But then also, I think that cycling is a sport that is. Experience, you need to experience it to be able to watch it because mm-hmm. you need to know how they what they feel and how they go through it um so that's one thought and another thought that does worry me a little bit is there is a strong anger towards like cyclists specifically in this country and i'm not trying to bring it as like once again like a big like let's oh, get mad horrible. about something yeah. um but every time i see something with bike lanes and stuff people are mad about it and so I think the relationship in America is needs improving at least. And so I, I hope that that stigma is not carried when going into a series like this. Um, or maybe it can make it better. You know, um, the, those are the, those are my main thoughts when going into it skeptically at least, but I'm, I'm just really excited to watch it personally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you hit it on, on the characters. I think that's what this is going to probably really focus on, mm-hmm. you know, what makes in Europe so, especially in Belgium, because mm-hmm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, yeah. 
<laughs> what? So, um, you know, the, when you start as a junior in your small little town, you have a, like a local bar will have a support club and they yeah. raise money yeah. for you to race. That's and cool. that is like your bar, yeah. you know, and you, you know, the, even when you grow up, you, your name is on that bar. So that that's the type of thing to have a character to associate and follow is certainly going to encourage it. Now, when it comes to exposure, if you can get people locked into that, the understanding in the show, what, how hard of work, uh, how much work it takes involved to get to that level and how mm-hmm. much food they have to do and how much discipline it takes, I think people are going to appreciate cycling a little bit more. And it makes me reflect back when we had the, the Olympic trials in Washington Trust Classic you know, when I would go out training people like, get a, use the sidewalk, you know, yeah. get off the fucking road, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But as soon as the media pumped in, hey, we're having the largest, you know, pro-am race yeah. or the attention. Olympic trial, yeah. everybody's like honking, waving. Yeah. I'm the same guy you try to run off the road. Yeah. Now it, it, it creates some legitimacy to our sport. Yeah. So. Do you guys think it should focus on the tour? Uh we we could all agree when we're talking with family members who who might not understand what we're watching throughout the month of July or May or mm-hmm. August, um, that that stage racing is in many cases hard to hard to grasp for. And I'm not downplaying this, you know, the average viewer. Um, a classics season would potentially be a much more straightforward presentation of the sport. Um, are they making a mistake here? I don't think so because every time you mention you're a cyclist, at least this is what I've gotten. People go, "Oh, like Tour de France stuff." Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Immediately, yeah. that's what people say. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, visually, a classic season would not be as pleasing because there is weather, p- most likely poorer weather, um, inv- involved with this classic season rather than a tour. It's going to be a beautiful. You know, the, sunny the pageantry France. of France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's going to help. Um, and also, this could help explain, uh, re- like stage racing. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I know we don't like to talk about him, but but Lance yeah. in this country made the tour a big deal mm-hmm. and made it a household name. Now he did. So it, it, as as much as I hate to say it, you know. Yeah, what, and I think I I think I agree with that. I think. To start with a, with a tour, my mom knows about the Tour de France. Doesn't know anything about anything else. Mm-hmm. If you start doing the, the series there and expand it to the classics, you slowly introduce that. Then you can kind of That's broaden, you know, mm-hmm. the people's attention. Like, oh, there's more than just the Tour de start France. Start with the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what you can do. That's the pinnacle. Everybody in the world. That's the number one watched, and the most highest financed. You know, bike races yeah. the Tour de France, I and so yeah. and and then gradually say, "Hey, you think that's cool?" Yeah, you know, check out this, this year. We <laughs> have cobblestones. You know, they could introduce the cobblestone stage mm-hmm. and say, "This is what happened," because they've already been filming. They can yeah. film Peru yeah. Bay last year or this year and show footage, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. I mean, you know, this happens yeah. also. So, preferably bring up the co- coverage of Teo de Roy. Oh talking yeah, talking about pissing your pants. Yeah, piss your pants. Like yeah, yeah. It's most like beautiful. An animal. Race. Yeah. Um, Paul, you mentioned this, and this is a great thing. And and uh, as us, uh, we as cyclists, the you know everybody listening to this right now, this is our baby. 
it's like being cool with a band before they got signed. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready for cycling to become the the next big thing where everybody's talking about all these writers and they're mispronouncing their names and they think they're cool because they're saying it and are we ready for road uh, cycling uh, primarily to be the next fucking triathlon? <laughs> Hell yeah, if we get something out of this. Really? Yeah. Uh, if we get racing out of this like you mentioned at the beginning yeah. of this then oh my god a lot god, of people yeah. are going to show up a lot yeah. of people are going to show up and they're going to be dressed improperly and they're not going to look cool i agree and by the way everybody who says just let them fucking ride fine just let them fucking ride i understand but if their socks are up to their knees i'm going to fucking judge them i won't say it to their faces but i'm going to judge them see and the thing is <laughs> i will i i will go home and i will talk about it as much as i would like but they yeah, can okay. do the same yeah, with yeah, me yeah, you yeah, know yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah but if i get to race against them yeah. Then that's what I. Then and if they're super fucking strong, yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. then, then I'll take that. Or if okay. somebody's like, "Wow, like it's so cool what you do," I'll take it. Not that I need the attention, but yeah. you know, I kind of do. Yeah. So it. Oh yeah, we. That's what, yeah. You know, we're all talking into microphones. Yeah. <laughs> all over the place. yeah. But yeah, if 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 it's gonna get big off of this, of course I'll take that. Okay. Yeah, the, I think the the downside of it getting bigger is just like using that analogy of mm-hmm. of a indie band you want everybody to say these guys are so good yeah i knew but once, when yeah i knew when but the thing is is money gets involved in order for it then it alters the way the racing's done sure. how people are yeah you know and that's what's going to spoil what we'd like about it that no one understands because it doesn't make sense yeah. but if you start getting you know yeah. like to me premier league is just like uh it's sometimes out of control just the money that is spent yeah. and it's like yeah you know well, I, the, the egos and everything. There's I miss cross country yeah. mountain bike racing the way it used to be. Yeah, you know, and and the sport changed because it got popular because people needed. An you had to make a TV. It had to yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we this could fuck us over. Yeah, it could. Um, also, another question: Could this be damaging? What if a doping story comes out? In this year's Tour de France. Shit, that'd be crazy. No. What would happen, you know, will all cyclists be categorized as specific stereotype because people can only relate to this example? What if the stereotype that people are all sitting at home thinking comes out in this documentary? Mm-hmm. We find out Tade Pogacar, you know, is blood doping. You know, I, I'm not saying yeah, that. No, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that. Don't accuse me of that. <laughs> I know you're going to take that soundbite out of context. But no. What if that something like that were to come out? What would I mean? This could be another kick in the ass for the sport. I guess. Is that pessimistic? Yeah. I guess I don't take it as like a kick in the ass. I guess t- I I take it as more of well, thank thank God we know, but also um, like I th- I think bringing it to light is I know it's gonna sound weird, but I think it's a good thing because yeah. then if you show oh so and so is a cheater, then everybody's gonna be like yeah let's get all on the let's get all on the That's bag, the bag guy. Mm-hmm. yeah and then okay. we have a we have a villain. Yeah. And first of all, every series needs a villain. So yeah. we're going to yeah. find a villain throughout this no matter what. But also, um, then I think that's a good thing because all of the world has gone, no, we hate cheaters. Yeah. Let's get on this cheater. Okay. So I guess I like to turn it around and think about it like that. You're far more optimistic. Well, my optimism is is based on who wants to be, now that you're under the world's mm-hmm. microscope right now mm-hmm. up with this series, do you want to be the one that, that freaking makes puts a stain yeah. on something that's 
potentially going to grow and increase it as a writer yeah. the potential of making more money the more this sport grows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that helps kind of police the bad decision. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's say it works. Let's say it's brilliant. Let's fantasize for a second. 119 in the show. I'm just double checking time here. Um, could this be done for other forms of cycling, other stories within the cycling world? What other documentaries would you like to see made? For example, Keeping Up with the Kings. I would love to see Ted and Laura King <laughs> in a fucking documentary about their lives. They're having kids. They're racing. They're mm-hmm. both doing all this kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, Tyler, the vegan cyclist, his Impossible Route series. If you yeah. haven't been watching them, is, did I name it yeah. correctly? Yeah, oh yeah. If you haven't been watching them, these are fucking great uh, video good. segments. See, yeah. they're thirty-minute, forty-minute uh, stuff. Uh, it's, Almost yes, like over an hour too. It's, yeah, some are over an hour. They're absolutely brilliantly done. Um, I think he could do bigger things if he got the money. Um, a full series on team directors. Mm-hmm. I think. I think a Jonathan Vodder's series would be interesting alone. Just to, and and finally, I think uh, the USA Crit series. Not just the Legion people, because th- I think the Legion people could create a fucking soap opera. I think they like that. I think especially the brothers love to create that drama. And I think they'd be brilliant for TV. They might piss me off a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, but I'd also like to see the people behind the scenes who are putting on those USA yeah. Crit series and yeah. the struggles they have to deal with. Does anybody have any other things that you would, in a perfect world, if if all of a sudden we were creating cycling docu- well, docu-series? I, I think since it's such a European sport, for, for Americans to see what growing up in – in Belgium or Italy with a dream of, you know, where it's in the lifeblood, you mm-hmm. know, or even France, you know, to some parts that like in Germany, the trans, you look at Belgium, it's like they, that is their sport, their national yeah. sport by far. Mm-hmm. They believe they live yeah. in Bru- yeah. 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 everything cyclocross. It never ends, you know, every single day of the year compared to somebody who in Germany where they started getting a growth with, Ulrich and and then all the mishaps with yeah. drugs and everything, mm-hmm. and they literally did not. I think ADR carried the the right to to um, show Tour de France, and they didn't even show it for one year. That oh, you couldn't wow. get it in Germany. That that's wow. wow. They just stripped, and a lot of races disappeared. And it's starting to grow again because of of Bora Hansgrohe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know. You could use those different angles, and I think it would be interesting for us to see what it's like for somebody in a small country like Germany who's fighting what we would fight through, yeah. but they can travel to a train to a race in Belgium. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to a, a contrast to somebody in Belgium who, by the time they age two, they're already doing laps in the neighborhood yeah. you know, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, uh, I think Ian Boswell could do with a documentary. Because yeah. uh, especially being an American, he could relate to f- other Americans as well. He did the European scene. He mm-hmm. crashed hard in the European scene. But seeing that turmoil and then to come back from that and then to rise to the top step of like domestic racing mm-hmm. again is a really, I think, a really interesting story. Not to say like, oh, thank God he crashed. We could have drama in his life. Yeah. But like. I think that's a his life is a really interesting path that took him to last year the top of Unbound. Yeah, like the, yeah. I think that's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. And and let's be honest, um, there are people out there. I, I mentioned uh, vegan cyclists. Um, 
I mean, what, I, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw his name, you showed it to me, Jackson. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, another vegan who's going to tell you how vegan he is. He's dropped a lot of that. And yeah, I, I wonder if I wonder if he actually, in part, is like, God, I wish I could drop this name and just be about me. I think he said that. <laughs> yeah, really? Because yeah. he's doing stuff that doesn't have to do with his diet. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. doing fucking great cycling videos. Um, I think the GCN folks are doing unbelievable yep. stuff. Yeah. And there are characters that are reoccurring in the GCN um, universe. You yeah. know, it's almost like a Marvel universe mm-hmm. that, that, that they're doing really cool stuff. And I love watching that stuff. My wife looks at me now. She's at night and she's saying, you know what? I'm tired. Um, you know, um, I want to watch with you one of your bike riding videos you know know, she says it that way but then she's like (laughs) she wants to watch some of these challenges and these you know beautiful scenery and the stuff about the sport that you know that might not necessarily be a race footage sure Um, but it's inspirational yeah Yeah. i have not i have to admit i have not watched the movistar uh documentary paul you i watched the first season then yeah and i started the second but train wreck no, I mean, yeah. Train wreck from within? From then, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's just, you know, you can, it becomes obvious. It, it's good because I'm hardcore road cyclist. Yeah. And and that's what I'm hoping this, this series is about. We yeah. get some inside, mm-hmm. you know. I think it'd be, yeah. If, if, if they get access, if they get yeah the ability to talk to these writers if they get in the team cars when this stuff is going on and a and a team director is flipping out because he's pissed off and you oh, know, they something will. like that you know or sticky mm-hmm. bottles or 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 relegations or disqualifications or you know heaven forbid you know a, a doping scare you know mm-hmm. i don't know if I'm, i i don't know if an audience is ready to deal with that but i think the sport if they handle it well and they get bam you know if they if they find somebody they they're gone Mm-hmm. You know, it's, if they handle it well, maybe that can help our sport in oh, the you, long run. You know, another documentary I thought would be really interesting. What? This year's uh, women's Perry Roubaix, but from the Trek side of it, mm-hmm. shit, yeah, how they lost so many riders and still won. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that was a really that would be a fascinating story yeah. to hear about. I they, would also love backstories behind women in the women's tour who are barely making ends meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there we go. Uh, let's finish something short and sweet. I'm going to ask you a really quick question, guys. You have to answer it quickly. What one thing do you want for cycling that you're either saving up for or at least dreaming of? I will give you time to think. For me, example, I was thinking of I was thinking of a new mountain bike. I was thinking of all this kind of stuff. Now, that's not a cheap purchase. I was thinking of like a mountain bike off pro's closet or something mm. like that. But now, nowadays, I want a second set of rim brake wheels for my, for my giant before they aren't made anymore. I, they don't have to be... Full-on race wheels, but I want a second set just to have a second set because I've got a good set of carbon race wheels that came with it, and I want I want one more. That's my boom. I want it. Anybody? Go. I think I want a new gravel bike. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching, as we were mentioning before, Tyler Pierce, the vegan cyclist. He did a couple, like, BWR. He did BWR and then the wafer back yeah. to back yeah. and he raced them and I, in my mind I was like god that would be a lot of fun to race you those races come back to it I thought you were done the I would like to do a BWR format sure right now because I think that if I would have raced it with different equipment not to be like 
Oh, I need. Nah. But you get what I yeah. mean. You guys. And we were I mean. we were both pie eyed when we walked uh-huh. into that. We were just like, holy shit! I'm gonna just pace this. Yeah, I think if I would have raced it, <laughs> we're like, oh, they're fucked. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And I think if I would have raced it with different equipment, I think that would have been a different day. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have had a different outlook on it all. Um, but that's what I, that's I think what I want. Okay, Paul. Yeah, I think I <clears throat> my wish list would be backing up with rim brake stuff and frames. So I know those parts are becoming far, farther and farther apart. I mean, uh, harder to find. Um, it's an unfortunate thing with the bike industry that we are disposable, yet we're supposed to be, you know, yeah. environmental type of thing. Yeah. But yeah. you can't find, and you look at electronic derailers, there's nothing, anything yeah. mechanically you can't find parts for anymore. They're no. just, they can stop. Just throw away. Like, yeah. yeah. And that it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I mean, it, it, of course, well, back in the day, yeah. I mean, somebody had come in with a Raleigh Pro where I worked at mm-hmm. at a bike shop and had Nouveau Record stuff, and it was his bike, and we could get parts for it. Yeah, we could get and keep that thing going. Rolling. Now it's yeah. like, you know, oh, what is that? Eleven speed? Yeah, you know, mechanical. Your bike's, your bike's four no, years old. Yeah, Throw it away. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. even for you yeah. with SRAM, that makes it yeah. way more difficult too. There is no there is more. no mechanicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and e- even even. Uh, like when we first, the team that I was on, we had a, a deal with BMC. Mm. Their DI2 stuff is obsolete. And that yeah. was 2012, you can yeah. buy. And it's like, what are you going to do with all? You got to scrap it all. Well, it's got rim brakes. Got to get rid. I mean, what if it's still good? What if so you, you had it in your closet? Are you, you want saying to get back stockpile? All right, I'm going to have to. Yeah. I already started buying brake pads. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Uh, but Shit, you know, you think about it. Well, that's like these wheels I was talking about. I, I want to, I want to be able to have another set of wheels because i my bike is still fucking flying yeah. and i want to ride it for probably three four more years yeah yeah i don't really but you know i'm, I'm, I'm gonna want something cool by then. but <laughs> but 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 i can i yeah. could ride that bike for that, at least that much it's longer. not going to be a hindrance i mean no. hidden cables you know uh, integrated cockpit yeah. and disc brakes are not going to win you a race yeah yeah the, it, at our level no no yeah. it's just that we don't have an option so your 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 answer to that question is just, just more shit. Yeah. <laughs> just stockpile. So when I, things <laughs> yeah. go south, I I can replace it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There we go. Yeah. So we all have mm-hmm. we all have what we would buy. There mm-hmm. we go. I I'd love to hear what I'd love to hear what you would buy. Everybody listening to this. So there's another episode. Be sure and drop us a line with your ideas, your races, your things you'd like to hear. Like us, rate us, tell a friend. And we will catch you next time. If you are at the uh, the the Chafe in Sandpoint, Idaho, not the Idaho that you're reading about in the in the press these days, because Jesus Christ, Idaho. Well, there was only one Idaho person and yeah. one Washington person out of thirty-one in the, in of that those whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. There are some good people in Idaho, uh, including my my mother-in-law. So there we go. <laughs> uh, you know, come say hi to us. We're, we're both going to be kitted out, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. And we'd love to have you there, Paul, but we understand. Yeah. You, you won't sacrifice for something that only I'm going to go up. ride with Brent Soderbergh. You are. Our oh, good friend of the show, go. Brent. Yeah. 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 Uh, give me, give, take a couple pictures. We got we to share those. He right? always ca- carries a camera. He does. Himself, so. Beautiful photo. Yeah. Yeah. Guy's way better than us. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We will, I, I guess that's it. We'll catch you next week. Yep.